Wayne, it was a disappointing loss for our Wildcats last night. They went down to the Illawarra Hawks 108-92. to But nevertheless, the Wildcats will still sit second on the table no matter what happens uh, against the Jack Jumpers for their final game of the season. But that does mean the Illawarra Hawks do play in the finals. And we've still got a few great games to come. Uh, to round out what's been a fantastic NBL home and away season so far. So to speak about all that and more is NBL writer Tom Hirsch, who's joining us on the show this morning. Morning to you, Tom. Morning, Ethan. How are you doing? Hey, Wayne. Going good, thank you, Tom. Uh, the Wildcats, before we do dive into what's to come uh, from the weekend, the Illawarra Hawks have had the best over the Wildcats uh, so far this season, and they were able to do it again. What did you make of that game? Yeah, look, it, to me it was probably a case of one team that had to win, desperately had to win, versus the team that it would have been great if they had got a win because obviously had a mathematical chance of still claiming top spot on the ladder. But I think that the Hawks were probably just a little bit more desperate, a little bit more hungry. And for whatever reason, they seem to have had the Wildcats number this year. John really, after the game, spoke about their rebounding struggles as a big factor, and that was apparent again last night. They got absolutely crushed in the rebound count against the Hawks. Um, but, you know, it was actually a really competitive game up until late in that fourth quarter and obviously losing Christian Doolittle along the way to a suspected scapular shoulder uh, injury didn't really help uh, the, the Wildcats cause last night. All right, there's just a couple of injuries. The one to Doolittle, is it, does it look as though that's a, you know, weeks or is it just one of those ones that he'd be right for the rest of the finals? And then, of course, Cotton going off later on, it, it may not be as serious as one thinks. Yeah, so, I mean, the, the Doolittle one looks reasonably serious. It's a suspected fracture to the scapula that has not yet been confirmed. Uh, if it is, then his season would be done, unfortunately. We're talking multiple weeks, probably a good six weeks to recover from that one, and that would put him out through the entirety of the of the playoffs. Um, if it's not fractured, then they'll have to assess how long he'd be out. The good news is that after this weekend, there's, there's, a, there's a couple of weeks break before the finals kick off, especially with Perth having locked in that top two spot. They get some additional rest as well. So that could play into their favour with Doolittle. Um, Cotton looked to be a bit of knee-on-knee contact, and uh, he seemed to be OK. It, it will really depend on how he pulls up as to whether he's able to play tomorrow in that final regular season game. But it didn't look serious, and I would imagine he'd be absolutely fine um, come the come the playoffs. All right. What about the Hawks? I mean, as you mentioned, they've beaten the, the Wildcats the three times they've played this year. But at one stage, they were 2-7. and seven. I mean, and the turnaround is quite extraordinary. What what has been the, the reason? Is there a reason, or has suddenly just clicked? And, and can they take this momentum further into the finals? Yeah, well, the reason is Justin Tatum, uh, who took the reins as the head coach. Uh, and take nothing away from Jacob Jacomas, but, but Tatum, I think, just really went back to how does this team fit together and getting the right pieces clicking together, kind of redefining some of the players' roles. They were very heavy playing through Tyler Harvey in seasons past, and that's been kind of tapered back a little bit throughout the course of this season, playing a bit more through their bigs in Gary Clark and Sam Froling, and those two have been really dominant especially over the second half of the season, and then getting some great contributions from some secondary guys like Will Hickey, like Hyun Jung Lee, um, and obviously Tyler Harvey and Justin Robinson supporting. But it's a real self-belief that, that Tatum's instilled in these guys. They always had the talent. They just weren't putting it together um, consistently to actually close out games strongly, and that's been the biggest change for them. 
they would often compete in games and then fall short down down the stretch. But that's really turned around. So you give a lot of credit to, to Tatum and the job he's done there. All right, today's game, we will see the Breakers play the Bullets. It is a 6v5 on the NBL table. The Bullets, we know how well they've done in recent weeks. Uh, do you see them going in as favourites to this game? I probably don't, to be honest, Ethan. I think because this one's in New Zealand, I give them a slight edge, and I think they've probably been in a bit more consistent form the last few weeks than the Bullets. We've seen Brisbane being really good, and we've seen them be really poor at times. But this is possibly the biggest game of the round when all is said and done because, you know, one of these teams could still miss out on making that play-in tournament depending on what happens with Sydney and South East Melbourne tomorrow. Um, But a win tonight would basically guarantee whichever team wins uh, a final spot because New Zealand and Sydney have a big percentage advantage over Brisbane. So Brisbane absolutely has to win tonight, um, whereas New Zealand could possibly afford one more loss if they can have a big win on the weekend. But... This game is going to go a long way to determining who's in and who's out, and I'm really looking forward to it. But I think the Breakers have just been a bit more consistent of late. And at home, I have them slight favourites tonight. Uh, the Titans will play Melbourne United. Melbourne United, they've been the benchmark of the competition. They they will sit on top of it no matter what happens in this game. Uh, do Melbourne United, do they rest players at all for this game? I don't think so. And, and one thing that's been spoken about during the week is, like with the Wildcats and the Hawks, United actually has not beaten Cairns yet this season, and that's something they want to be able to tick off um, before the regular season concludes. And I think they also want to make sure they're going into the finals in some good form. They haven't had the whole roster together a whole lot this year. They've had a lot of guys in and out, and they're just starting to find some cohesion. So I think they'll use, especially tonight's game, um, maybe not as much the, the Sunday game, but certainly tonight's game, just to get a bit more cohesion with those guys together. And they'll be absolutely trying to gun uh, to get that 20th win of the season. We're speaking to Tom Hirsch here on 91.3 Sport FM's Sports Breakfast this morning. NBL rider ahead of what is set to be another fantastic weekend of NBL action. We'll also see SEM Phoenix play the Kings. Now, both sides haven't done uh, the best this season. SEM Phoenix, we know uh, that they haven't been up to the standard that they would have wanted to be due to some um, unforeseen circumstances. And the Kings, uh, they are sitting seventh. So as well, they they haven't had the best of season. But how do you see this game play out tomorrow? Well, again, Sydney has to win or their season's done. So if, if they do win, they give themselves a chance of, uh, of still making that play in because they've got a, a decent percentage, again, an advantage over Brisbane. Uh, if they lose, they're out. That's it. So... They've got everything to play for. They're playing an undermanned team. We're not really sure if some of the Phoenix players like a Mitch Creek and a Gary Brown might be back for this one. It's possible. Um, but either way, Sydney has to come in with that mentality. So, mm. you know, they, they've not been getting it done of late. They've been really up and down. Um, but it's going to be up to the players as to how much they want it, how much they want to play postseason basketball. Uh, and give themselves a chance to still advance. And, and, and you know, at the end of the day, that they're, they're defending back-to-back championships. So it's really a pride thing at this stage. Um, South East Melbourne have nothing to, to lose. They're going to try and play spoilers. Um, but they're undermanned. So Sydney really should come in and win that game tomorrow night. All right, Wildcats, Jack Jumpers. I mean, the Wildcats, yeah, as you say, can't go anywhere. They're still in second spot. What do they do with Cotton? Do they sort of say, well, no, you know, you've had a bit of a battering over the last bit. Do you have a rest? But you've mentioned that there's going to be a two-week break anyway. 
Yeah, and look, it's going to depend on how he pulls up from that knee knock last night. If he's good to go, then I think he'll still play. He might play, you know, slightly less than we're used to. Uh, maybe not the 35 to, to 38 minutes, maybe more around that 30-minute mark. But John really, again, said post-game last night that he wants to get these guys playing their regular minutes in the last game as much as possible because that's what they want to do. The players love competing. They love playing. That's what the fans want to see. And obviously, it's their last game at, at RAC for the year. Um, so, you know, I, I think they're going to. Uh, apologies, that one's in uh, that one's in Tasmania. Tasmania, yeah. Um, but I, but I think they're going to come out with a mentality of finishing the season right after that disappointing loss last night. Um, again, the minutes might be reduced a little bit across the board. Um, they're obviously going to have to cover for the loss of Doolittle, who definitely won't be playing in that one. Um, and, and like Perth, Tasmania can't move up from third place. They can't move down. Um, so it, it's a bit of a dead rubber, but I think both teams will just try and get something out of it heading into that break. Well, how do you, uh, or how confident are you of the Jack Jumpers in this final series? I mean, they've been an amazing franchise, you know, since they've come in. What it's their third year, I think it is, and it, the yeah. people have been waiting for them probably to fall over a little bit, but they just continue to surprise. They, they really do, and, and the, thing that I, the thing that I like at the moment, Wayne, is they seem to be peaking at the right time of the year. So they've been a little bit up and down during the course of the year, probably haven't been as strong as we've seen last year uh, in the regular season, but their last few weeks, they've won four out of their last five and really playing some strong basketball. They know who they are now. They've figured out their roles. They've figured out who to play through. Uh, Jack McVeigh is in phenomenal form for that team, and I want to give him a shout-out because he's really... Um, one of the front runners for the Most Improved Player Award this year, being great. Um, so I, I give them a, a lot of uh, a lot of credit for what they've done, and I think they're going to surprise some people again. People tend to underestimate them, as you've said, um, but I think they're one of the stronger teams coming in. To me, it's really those top three, Melbourne, Perth and Tasmania, that have the most legitimate shot at actually winning the championship, and I think any one of them is capable um, given what we've seen throughout the course of the regular season. We've also got Melbourne United. Uh, they will play the Hawks. They'll be uh, fourth uh, v first on the NBL table. If the Hawks are able to uh, secure the win over Melbourne United, how much of a mental advantage could they have going into the finals? Um, I'm not sure. It depends how much Melbourne is playing for by Sunday, and that might be dictated by, by what happens tonight in Cairns. Um, you know, they might rest people. That They really might. They've had a lot of injuries to contend with this year and Dean Dickerman might just try and protect them a little bit. But for the Hawks, like you know, for them to beat these quality of teams like they did last night, you know, if they can get one over Melbourne as well, it gives them a ton of confidence going into into the postseason action um, because they know they can compete with every team in the league and that's just been fantastic from, from where you were, as you guys said, at 2-7, and seven, you know, going 12-6. and, and six over the latter part of the season is, is great for any team in the league. Just to finish from me, Tom, I mean, uh, I've read a report, you know, how the development of the game over the last few years and the popularity, and, and I, I see that they're averaging over 7,000 per game for the first time and nearly pushing 8,000. So that the state and health of the game has um, been absolutely terrific in the, in the way it's been run. Yeah, it really has, and, it, and it's been fun to, to be around the league the last few weeks, the last few years, sorry, to, to see this growth. Um, and not only the crowds that are coming into the arenas, as you said, which is fantastic, but the number of people watching on TV, mm. not just in Australia and New Zealand, but around the globe, 
the eyeballs on these next stars as well. Last night, I believe there was seven or eight uh, NBA executives or general managers in the building to, to look at, at Alex Starr and uh, to look at AJ Johnson from the Hawks. Um, so that's just great. The league's going from strength to strength. It's flourishing. Um, there's talk of further expansion being considered over the next few years as well, which would be wonderful to see. Uh, but it's in a really strong spot right now, and it's just been fun to be a part of. Certainly has been, Tom. Unfortunately, time has got the better of us. Uh, thanks so much for joining us to chat about all things NBL. No worries. Thanks for having me, guys.